Hello, and welcome to episode 136 of Outnumbered the Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Gab Wireless. Bonnie and I are passionate about keeping our kids safe online, and one way we do this is by giving them Gab phones. It's the safe, new smartphone solution for communicating with them when they're away from us. And did you know they have a safe Gab watch now, too? Use our link in the show notes to get 30% off the Gab Z2 and Gab Watch at checkout when you use the promo code OUTNUMBERED. It's the responsible parenting decision to make. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to OUTNUMBERED, the podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Okay, guys, it's time. We're back with an episode you guys have been asking us to do since episode 11 on kids and laundry. (laughs) You wanted us to talk more about how we manage our kids' clothes and shoes when we have a whole bunch of kids in the family. So this is it. We're going to talk about it today. Yeah, this is no joke. It is a serious problem, like trying to figure out where to store everything and what to keep and what to throw away. So we're excited to get into it. Uh, But before we get started, we just wanted to clarify um, a few things on our Patreon account. So for those of you that don't know, we have a Patreon account, which is a paid version of the podcast, basically. So you get a bonus episode every month um, and lots and lots of bonus uh, goodies in there. So for example, anytime a Patreon subscriber asks to see our laundry flow, or how we do chores or how we do mealtime, we will upload a video or a chart or any sort of logistical stuff that can help you run your household better or even just another tip or hack. So that's kind of like our tight knit VIP community. So if you want to be a part of that, hop on over there and join us. Um, You can join for as little as two to $5 a month. All the goodies start at $5 a month. So we really want to encourage you to go over and check it out. Just FYI, as soon as you join, you get access to all the back content. So everything we've ever produced, um, including all those downloads and videos. So go check it out. All right. So we've decided to split this episode into two pretty obvious parts. Um, how to get clothes onto our kids. And then what do we do when they outgrow the clothes and we're taking them off the kids? What do we do with all those clothes and shoes that aren't ready for the next kid yet? And how do we decide what to hand down and what to pass on and so on? So two parts, getting them on, getting them dressed, getting them undressed isn't quite right. But anyway, you get the idea. (laughs) Right. So we're going to start by sharing some of our favorite sources for buying kids clothes and shoes. So I will start out by saying I have a blog post specifically for baby clothes um, that I will link here. Um, But a lot of the same uh, ideas go for older kids clothes as well. But a few of my favorite resources are Target, of course, because it's just a fun place to wander around. Um, Old Navy is probably the place we go when we when we want to stock up, we wait until they either have like a super cash deal going on or a big massive sale. When they have their massive sales, especially like at the beginning of the season or back to school, Black Friday time, it's bananas how much clothes you can get for a very low price. Um, Children's Place is also a great place to start. Um, When we were really on a budget with just our first couple of kids, I bought my kids clothes almost exclusively at the outlet, Children's Place outlet that we have here close by. And it was like, 
a couple bucks for a piece for like a shirt, (laughs) $2. It was awesome. Um, when I'm going higher quality clothes, like for church clothes or, um, my kids have to be someplace and look cute. Then I really like to shop at Gap or J crew kids clothes when they are on sale, they'll do the same kind of thing, like a sale on a sale. Everything's on sale and then they add an extra 25% off or something and you can get it for like Target or Old Navy prices and it's really excellent quality stuff. Um, And then you can also check deal sites like Zulily I like to watch. Uh, Nordstrom Rack is a great place for some really high-end brands at uh, low price. But then I will be honest, that's when I want my kids to look cute. And my kids are homeschooled. So like nine days out of 10, they just wear thrift store clothes or like clothes that have been handed down from four different kids or like maybe the neighbor gave us some clothes. So we're really not very picky um, on the day-to-day play stuff that just gets trashed. Um, But those are the nice stores that we like to go to when my kids have to look cute. (laughs) Uh, yeah, same here. My boys, like all summer long, they wear like cut off jeans and no shoes. And in fact, during COVID, a couple of my kids outgrew shoes and I didn't even realize it because they weren't even wearing any shoes. And I was yes. like, oh my goodness, we yes. have to go to town and get you some shoes so you can go to town and wear shoes. <laughs> my oldest daughter went through like three shoe sizes during COVID because oh she just hit this huge growth spurt. And all of a sudden she had to go places. And I'm like, well, you have a pair of $1 flip-flops. Uh, <laughs> guess we got to find you some shoes that fit. Luckily she grew right into my size and got to wear some of mine, but I wasn't very happy about that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I've had two daughters so far going go through my size of shoes and they share and then move on. And and I get some cute shoes out of it, too, because they decide, yeah. you know, they buy some and they grow out of them. Yeah. yeah. And I've got a third daughter getting close to my size. So, <laughs> yeah, some of our favorite sources for buying kids clothes and shoes, especially shoes is, um, okay. So we like once upon a child, it's a, a chain of thrift stores that they accept. I think they might take it on consignment and they are very picky about what they take better quality, um, clothes, but you can get something with good quality. In fact, my daughter was in one the other day, um, picking up something I needed for, Oh, it was this gorgeous, um, shirt for my button up shirt for my son. And it still had tags on it and everything. And they, it was, I think she paid three fifty for it and it had like $45 tag on it. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, um, boys, you can always find boys clothes better than girls clothes at Mm -hmm. places like this because more people are shopping for girls clothes. And so there's like less selection, but at thrift stores, that's what I found anyway. If you're like the boys clothes are color coded and in size order and the girls girls section just kind of looks like a tornado hit it and good luck finding what you want. <laughs> uh, we also like old Navy. We like, um, like their uniform line, uh, that cause that's kind of classic clothes that are pretty well made to stand up to a lot of wear and tear. Um, secondhand stores definitely and sales, you know, we, you talked about outlets. I have found some amazing deals at outlet stores as well. And when you find one, you get like their size and the next size and the next size and the next size, because I mean, as long as it's not too trendy, because then you, we're going to talk about some, our thrift tips here in a minute, but, um, definitely, good place to start. Like I almost never pay full price for something my kid is going to grow out of. (laughs) Right. 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 And I will say that, you know, the, the nicer end stores that I was talking about, uh, honestly, we, I don't have a lot of chance to buy kids clothes anymore because it's mostly just my oldest daughter and my oldest son that I buy for. And then, you know, if there's a big hole in a kid's wardrobe, because it's already passed through 
four girls and they, you know, all the pants have holes on the knees or whatever. Um, but the upside to buying quality is it lasts and lasts and lasts. Just on Sunday, I put Bryn in a dress that had been worn by five other girls and it still looks immaculate mm-hmm. because I bought it from Baby Gap and I guarantee that I bought it way discounted because that's the only way I shop from, <laughs> you know, name brand stores, but it still looked amazing because they take time with their quality. So that being said, I mean, if you only have one or two kids that might not be as essential, you can just, you know, buy your thrift store clothes and be fine. But, um, if you do buy new buy you know, as high a quality clothes as you can afford. Yeah. That's a great tip for, um, making your money, spreading your money, uh, What's the expression? Making your money go farther? Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I lost it here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have some really good tips for frugality when buying kids clothes too. And the number one is buy only good quality. It's got to be good quality. It's got to make it through at least two kids for me to buy it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's convenient to buy a $4 pair of pants at Walmart, but I know my boys are going to have holes in the knees the first kid that wears it, much less pass it on to another kid. And so if I can pay more and get good quality, I always do that. Uh, As far as shoes go, definitely I always buy leather shoes um, because I can pass those on and on and on. Kids, um, you know, the little soft leather shoes that you put on babies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I have nine kids and I have a couple of those pairs that every single, you know, nine of the kids have worn. (laughs) Um, I do get to know what are the high quality brands. And then I also get to know like, what's the Walmart brand so that I know if I'm at a thrift store, hey, wow, this is a really good brand or uh, this is a Walmart brand. It looks good, but it's probably not going to last long. So I just, you know, sometimes I'm window shopping at high quality kids stores just to know what the good brands are. (laughs) Um, I like to buy with that high quality in mind. I like to buy natural materials for my kids. Um, So like linen, cotton, rayon, tencel, leather, wool, natural materials, not polyester. I've just found that polyester does not hold up as well to wear and tear and synthetic materials just don't, just don't wear as good as high quality materials. Another of my frugal tips is buy timeless styles. Like just a basic button up shirt is going to be a classic that any kid is going to look the same in no matter what year it is. (laughs) So whenever possible, I like to buy timeless styles. So like the old Navy uniform line, that's just not trendy. It's just classic look and it's going to go on and on and on. And then one thing I do that's sort of frugal and sort of not frugal, (laughs) is I, um, I have less clothes for my kids altogether. They don't have 18 different options when they get dressed. They have fewer options, which does mean that the options they have do get worn out. But when they're good quality, they can get passed on better. But um, it's just like my kid doesn't need 18 different options when they're getting dressed because, you know, kids go through a stage. Some kids, some of my kids have gone through a stage where they only wear the same thing every day, day in, day out until it literally rots off their body because it's their favorite (laughs) thing and they won't wear anything else. (laughs) So why give them 18 options? They're only going to wear one. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, and when they actually wear something out, I feel so much better about replacing it than when they just, they have a million things and they've just chosen not to wear those things. So, um, that, you know, we'll talk about a little bit about, uh, collecting hand-me-downs from other families that you might get about how to be a little bit picky because, you know, too many options cause a lot of laundry and sometimes paralysis deci- yeah. of decision-making because kids have too many choices, you know? <laughs> Okay, so now Audrey and I wouldn't be Audrey and Bonnie if we didn't talk a little bit about (laughs) our sources for sewing kids' clothes because both of us really, really enjoy sewing. 
Um, yeah, so I'll let Audrey start because she's the master at this. Oh, goodness. I do enjoy sewing kids' clothes. And I actually happen to have a pattern shop just for kids' clothes. It's the Project Run and Play pattern shop. It's all kids' clothes, and we'll link to it in the show notes. So whenever I can, because that's my shop that I'm trying to amplify uh, and advertise, I do sew something for my kids using a pattern from that shop. So that's the first place um, that I turn. But another couple places that I like to get patterns um, for sewing for my kids is a company that also has adult clothes so that it's kind of like a mini me look. So for example, Mm -hmm. chalk and notch patterns and true bias patterns. Both those have the adult version and the kid version. Megan Nielsen patterns is another one. Um, And wherever possible, I like to shop indie patterns because, oh... Because you know how much I'm work a, goes into making I a pattern. I know, I do know how much work goes into it. <laughs> and I do feel it's a lot better quality for a whole host of reasons. Fabrics, going into fabrics, I like to buy, again, like I like to buy natural materials on clothing. I like to buy fabrics that are natural materials, again, for the same quality and, and hold up. So some of my, one of my favorite sources of fabric for kids' clothes is Raspberry Creek Fabrics. They just have the cutest designs and they're designed um, in house and they contract with some designers and they're so cute and they always update them and they have something completely relevant for the time. Another favorite source of fabric is upcycling. You would not believe the number of button-up shirts my husband throws in the Goodwill pile and I'm like, oh, hang on, hang on. (laughs) If nothing else, I'm going to harvest the buttons off this shirt instead of just take it to Goodwill where they're probably going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I harvest the buttons off or I'll use it and I'll use, you know, the existing hemline or the neckband on a t-shirt or there's tons of ways to use clothing as fabric for making clothes for little kids. And then I almost never pay full price for fabric for my kids as well, because they're going to outgrow it. And I'm just chintzy like that. (laughs) You're frugal, not chintzy. Although it's basically (laughs) the same thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I'll be honest, I used to sew for my kids a lot, um, especially when my oldest three to five were little. It was just fun. It was exciting to make them matching things or coordinating things with me. But now I have a lot more kids I've chosen to spend my time working on businesses, so I don't have quite as much time to sew for kids. And there is nothing that makes me angrier than spending hours on something and then my kid going, I don't like it anymore. Because mm. <laughs> I have a couple of kids with some picky mentality. So what I use my sewing skills for now is mostly, like you said, upcycling things, um, fixing or extending the life of my kids' clothes. So I cannot tell you how many times my kid has had a favorite pair of pants get torn or all of a sudden there it's two inches too short and we just make that stuff work. We cut it off into shorts or we fix the hem or we add a patch or whatever. And I love that I and my daughters have the skills of fixing these things so that we don't have to throw them out. Um, I also have been known to use my leftover fabric because I still really enjoy sewing for myself or even things that I no longer wear or don't fit me to turn it into something fun for my girls, especially. Uh, my boys, I have sewn for in the past Honestly, just for me personally, it's not as much fun to sew for the boys, so I sew less for them. But what's cute is my 14-year-old actually has a t-shirt that he still wears at least weekly. It's made out of an American flag fabric that I made for him, oh, like four years ago. It still fits him. He's still, And I'm thinking, okay, that makes me feel pretty good. And also that my kid doesn't care enough about trends that he wears this, like, <laughs> like whatever, American flag t-shirt his mom made him, you know. 
Yeah. Not all 14 year olds would do that. But anyway, so um, sometimes it works out and sometimes I just do it just for fun. So uh, I have also noticed, I will say side note, if you have kids with opinions, which I do, dang it. Um, I in general do not make anything as a surprise for my kids over 10 anymore because they all have opinions about their clothes. But if we do want to make something uh, like right now, I'm working on um, a bunch of matching dresses for my girls. Might only take me six more months to finish them. But uh, we all sat down and agreed on the fabrics and the patterns together so that my even my big girls would be excited to match with their little ones. Oh, yeah, that's such a good tip. You know, I have a whole blog post about the best patterns and fabrics to use for teen and tweens when sewing for them. Um, so yeah, definitely. I don't surprise my older kids as either. They all get involved in the process. No, I want this. And even my, I still sew for some of my older kids, um, like my adult children, because some of us are weird sizes that we can't walk into a store. And I did talk some of the, about this in episode 25, how to afford kids. We did talk about f- food, shelter, and clothing in that one. So there's a big section about clothing and, and making it, you know, frugal choices on that. But, um, my kids and I can't, several of my kids and I can't walk into a store and just buy something off the rack. Okay. So we either have to pay exorbitant prices at, to buy clothes from tall shops or we sew them ourselves. Um, or I sew it for me and my tall children <laughs> because it's not just length, you know, it's wider shoulders and longer torso and longer legs and, um, you know, whatever, just all these adjustments you make for a body. That's not what the clothes in the stores are sized for. Yeah, that is one of the best um, benefits of being able to sew for yourself is when your body does not fit the store's sizing, which let's be honest, whose does, <laughs> you can accommodate yeah. your fabulous body just the way it is. And one more thing I wanted to say about capsule wardrobes and doing that for your kids is one reason I started doing this is because my kids are really bad at making their clothes match. Like they would come <laughs> out with, you know, orange stripes and flowers on the top and then oh, I don't know, like green polka dots on the bottom. I'd be like, no, go change my eyes. I'm getting a headache. Go, please. (laughs) (laughs) So when I do a capsule wardrobe, everything in it works together. Like, you know, I'll make all the tops solid and all the bottoms can be print or or they're all the same color scheme or something just because my kids are especially bad at at looking put together. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious because several years ago I dealt with the same issue. And so I actually wrote up a blog post with the printable on how to teach your kids how to match. So I'll link that here too. Yeah. My kids are going to need that. (laughs) It is a struggle. I have uh, tried in the past to stick with like only prints on the top and only solids on the bottom. But even if you do that, your kid will find some way to look wacky. It's funny. (laughs) Or just burn your eyeballs out. Yeah. It's just an expression of their fashion sense or lack thereof. Okay, so we're going to move into our second half, which is what to do when the clothes are outgrown. This is a tricky part. Okay, yes. Our system for hand-me-downs, because we do hand down a lot of clothes. That's why we buy good quality, so we can pass it on to another kid. So when I I try to do this seasonally, when it's time to pass something down to the next kid. So what I do is I'll empty it. I'll go through all the drawers and sort it into what still fits and what... um, what needs to go, what doesn't fit anymore. And then um, we put what fits back into their drawers and then they get to go what we call shopping in the attic where they pull out the box with the next size and they get to you know, see 
get this big box of clothes that's new to them or they remember their older sibling wearing. So then those clothes that are too small, I sort those into keep and give away. And keep is good enough to be passed down to the next kid. And then give away is just like, I'm tired of it or it doesn't match or it's not the next kid's style or, you know, fill in the blank. There's a reason it's got to go. Um, I I say give away, but it also means get rid of. (laughs) So what I do with the keep pile is um, I I wash it. I make sure everything I put away is clean. (laughs) Only made the mistake of putting away something dirty with a stain on it once. And it was like, why did I have that take up space in the attic for two years? Because then I just had to throw it away when it came out. (laughs) So it gets laundered and then it gets folded and put in a box. The box gets labeled with the size and the gender, and then it goes into storage. We do have only attic space to store it in. So I don't even bother to store things that have like elastic waistbands, like pajamas with an elastic waistband, because you know that sound when you take it out of hot storage and you go, yes, I know. And then it, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work anymore. And I don't like to replace mm-hmm. elastic. It's just a pain in the butt. So, <laughs> yep. Okay. Yes, ours is very similar. I actually do a little bit uh, more as we go because I've been (laughs) in the past, I was really good at doing it like seasonally and then life got crazier and I had more babies. And so now when I notice that something doesn't fit, I immediately stick it in the top of my kid's closet. They have shelves in the top of their closet. So I'll stick it up there. Um, And then when the season rolls around, I just pull everything off that top, put it in the box move it into the garage, and then pull down the next one. Um, I try to make this as simple and as pain-free as possible. Otherwise, I just won't do it. <laughs> it's not very fun to go through clothes. Um, and we only have a garage, and it's extremely hot here. So yes, quite often, things get destroyed, especially if they have elastic. Um, the last couple of years, I've actually uh, switched to the process of just moving one kid's clothes to the next youngest child's closet simply because it seemed like a waste of effort to put it all the way in the garage and then just bring it back out a year, a year and a half later. But we do have a lot of closet space. So you kind of just kind of have to play with this, see what works for you, depending on the spacing of your kids, the gender, etc. We only have really two problematic spaces and that's between my second and third son and my third and fourth son because there's six years between each of those and no other boys in there. And so by the time you pull it out after six years, it's like, hmm, yeah. Stay, if there's any stains that they're long gone, totally set yeah. in. All the elastic is shot. Sometimes the styles are a little bit different too. So those kids do tend to get some newer stuff, but for the girls, we just kind of pass it right along and it works pretty well. Um, yeah. So figure out some system that works for you. That's as simple as possible, either um, up in a closet or in an attic or garage space, whatever you can do to keep it fairly sorted. And um you know, depending on your seasons, you may or may not have to divide it up by cold and hot weather as well. Lucky, we're lucky that um, our weather is fairly temperate. It's hot and like not so hot. (laughs) So we don't really have to have a lot of winter stuff, but um, that might be an option for you too, if you live in a really cold place. Oh, you know, see that, that problem that you mentioned about the gap in between your kids. I've got that with all of my kids because we go girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. And then we have two boys in a row and then girl, boy. And so the closest space in there is like five years and something's going to sit in storage for five years or, or Mm -hmm. plus, you know, six years, except for those two boys that are together. You're right. Clothes can go right from one boy to the next boy because they're pretty close in size, but the other ones it's five to six years in between. And, And so I've got to have this system for putting them away in storage, storing them because it's not right from one kid to the next. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit trickier. 
All right. So what do you do? What now we're going to talk about what we do with the used clothes that we choose not to keep. So some of them um, go to the thrift store if they're still in good condition. No. And this is especially what I'm talking about is at the end. So I have a girl and a boy at the end and um, it's it's a yeah. What to do with those clothes when they outgrow them. So they either go to the thrift store if they're in good condition with no stains, no buttons missing, you know, anything like that and not super out of style or something, those go to the thrift store. I do throw a lot of stuff in the trash. If it's got holes in the knees or you know, stuff, it's just nobody else is going to want that. It's not good enough to keep for fabric for something else. And then I do hang on to, since I do make so many of my kids clothes, I hang on to the really, really nicest stuff. And I'll pass it on to like a relative that has a similar clothing style or that understands um, and appreciates what goes into handmade clothes. Um, (laughs) But some of it is just too special to, you know, throw in a box for a thrift store because it doesn't have tags in it and they don't know what size to hang it up as and they'll just throw it out. Mm -hmm. So I I had thought, I have to tell a little funny story on myself. I had thought of, oh, you know, maybe I'll keep this for my grandkids someday. And one of my daughters was like, mom, yeah, right. You know, you're going to want to sew all fresh stuff for your grandkids when you have it. (laughs) So just pass this on to somebody else okay fine i know i'm super excited about that actually although (laughs) with 10 kids i'm sure we're gonna get grandkids coming fast and furious we're probably not gonna be able to keep up with that and our with our arthritic fingers and our poor eyesight (laughs) Mm -mm. but at least we'll make them something here and there right um so clothes we choose not to keep similar if they're good quality the first thing i'll try to do is give them to someone that i know can appreciate them so recently i had we decided that we are probably done having kids. So I had this big box of uh, baby boy clothes that I wasn't going to use. And uh, a friend man happened to ask if anybody had any baby boy clothes sitting around because she was expecting. I said, yeah, sure. And she thanked me profusely and talked about how it was a, an answer to prayers for her. And I thought, oh, yeah, of course. It, I, I didn't think twice about it because we weren't using it anymore. So I love to hopefully be a blessing in someone who's looking for a deal or, you know, looking to stock up a closet without spending a lot of money. So just ask around. Um, we have a neighborhood Facebook page. I'll throw it up on their Facebook marketplace. If it's free, people will will grab it quick and make good use of it. So I love that. Um, There's also quite a few shelters that I like to donate things to, especially shelters that are geared towards displaced families or like single moms that are trying to get back on their feet. I just love donating stuff to people like that. And then everything else can go to Goodwill or DI at the local um, thrift store we have here, or again, the garbage can, because sometimes kids make it so, are so hard on their clothes that nobody else is going to get any use out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have to mention here, I'm sure you have this happen to your family too, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention what happens to large families and what we try not to do to other families ourselves. (laughs) So, you know, maybe you guys have this happen to you, but people just give us clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Like garbage bags full of clothes. And I know that the thought is very sweet and I appreciate it. But a lot of times um, they're very not on trend or not things that my children wear or not the right sizes. Nobody in the family wears anything near that size. It's just kind Mm -hmm. of hilarious. And I have to tell this one story. So um, a neighbor was getting rid of his uh, daughter's clothes and she'd moved out or whatever, and he was going through all the back clothes. And he brought over like five garbage bags full of clothes and said, you know, if your kids can use this, go ahead. And if not, take it to the thrift store. So they're like, okay, thank you. You always say thank you, right? 
<laughs> and we went through it and there was not one thing in five garbage bags full that my daughters wanted. And it was just because my daughters like to dress quite modestly. And this was n- the opposite. Not. <laughs> Yeah, it was not. And so and like there wasn't even anything that had enough fabric that we could turn into something for them. <laughs> and so I said to my daughter says, "You know what? I think this is a lesson to us that we're just not being a very good. We're not representing ourselves very well to this neighbor of who we are and what we like to dress like. If they think that dropping off five <laughs> garbage bags of attention." <laughs> anyway, yes, happens to big families that people think you need clothes so they just drop off anything and everything. Yes. Yes. It's such a nice thought, but you're right. Um, I have learned myself since being the recipient of these garbage bags as well, that if I have something that I'd like to donate and someone expresses interest, then um, I like to say, well, I have it all here. Would you like to come pick something that you like? And then I'll discard the rest because it's kind of, you know, it's not the nicest to just drop off garbage bags and be like, all right, well, you take care of all the rest. Like, whoa, 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 this is your, this is your junk. I don't want to take care of your junk. But to like offer, hey, you know, anything you want, you're welcome to keep. I'll take the rest to Goodwill or something. Um, you know, obviously we don't really mind because, you know, whatever, not that big a deal. But it is kind of funny when people just assume you have lots and lots of needs, which we do. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a we also kind of have figured it out by this point. None of our kids yes. are running around naked. <laughs> well, mine are, but not because they don't have clothes. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> they won't keep them on. <laughs> you know, I want to say at this point that we really do in our modern society need so much less than we think. Anytime I read kind of the old fashioned pioneer type stories, I just think, oh my gosh, they had like one nice dress, one work outfit, one play outfit. That's it. (laughs) Because they were washing it by hand on the the side of the Susquehanna or whatever. Like we do not need oodles and oodles and oodles of clothes. Now, that being said, you guys know I love fashion. I love to buy it. I love to buy it for my kids. I love to buy it for me. I love to make it. Um, But you know, once I kind of opened my eyes to the whole fast fashion phenomenon and the amount of consumption and uh, like throwing away that we do, you try to be a little bit more considerate, right? Um, have Have you heard the old adage, use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without? Yeah, that's a good one. I love that one. I just think it's a fun way to look at things. It's like, okay, do we really need this thing? Can we make this work in any way? Okay, it's too short for you. Can we pass it on to this kid, et cetera? Just a good way to look at clothes, especially if you have a lot of kids that need clothing. Yeah, you know, clothing is something that is something that we consume. And so our families... um, motto or the direction we've tried to take our family is to try to be producers and not consumers. And so we have tried to apply that to our clothing as well and our clothing situation. How can we produce clothing? Well, that's what Bonnie and I do when we sew is we're on the production side of it. And so it really does turn you from a consumer into a producer and it completely turns that mindset upside down on its head. And just just when you have that and you bring that mindset to your your kids and your family and they become producers or think about even you know where clothes come from or what did it take for somebody to produce this piece of, piece of clothing and we kind of um, remove our kids from that consumer part of the mindset even when it comes to clothing that um, it's it's really neat thing to see happen in your kids instead of just kind of you know be eating or wearing the equivalent of junk food they're thinking about <laughs> they're 
thinking about, you know, the production side of it and what it took to produce this. And they're they're wearing a, a higher quality, higher standard, more quote unquote health food of clothing. And that's just kind of really a neat, a neat philosophy to pass on to your kids and what we've tried to do with some of the ways that we handle our kids and managing their clothing needs and passing it on. Yes, I love that. When my kids see me sew or try to sew something themselves, they are flabbergasted at how much work it takes. Just, it's mind-blowing. And then you really realize just, or at least kind of get a glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes in these factories when you can buy something at Walmart for $5. You're like, hmm, someone's probably not getting paid a livable wage if they're going through all this effort to make this this item, right? So just to kind of open their eyes, I love doing that for my kids as well. Um, I have also loved requiring my older kids to start paying for their clothes, uh, generally around the age that they start caring about what they wear. So, you know, 12-ish. Because I think it teaches so many great valuable lessons. It teaches them the the value of a dollar, you know, how, how much it how much money it costs to clothe themselves teaches them work because they're going to have to work to earn that money. It teaches them the difficulty and maybe the um, silliness of trying to follow every latest trend. Because if you only have $200 to get you through the year on clothes and you want to buy something new every three months because it's out of style, that's probably not the best use of your money, right? And it really makes kids... uh, wake up and be aware of just how much they're consuming. And then lastly, I was going to say that um, on the being a producer side, even if you can't sew, just buying things secondhand is getting one step closer to keeping things out of landfills, getting giving them the longest life cycle they can, right? You don't necessarily have to make them all yourself to still have a, a good part in that cycle. Yeah, I totally talked about that in episode 25 on how to afford kids is when our kids started paying for their own clothes and it just kind of came about naturally. But I love all those things that you mentioned about what that does for kids and help who that helps them to become more conscientious in their clothing choices. Okay, so we hope this helps you guys and it was what you were looking for with all the questions you've been asking us since episode 11. (laughs) <laughs> way back when, when you guys wanted to know more about how we handle passing clothes on to kids. And so we hope that helps answer all you guys' questions. And if you have more, send them our way. We'll love to answer them. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Um, especially ones that are geared towards families that are misplaced, misplaced, displaced. <laughs> especially, the- excuse me, misplaced my family. <laughs> I misplaced my family. Where'd they go? <laughs> okay. <laughs>